I am President. Hello and good morning. Welcome to Treaty Cancelling from the podcast President Realism by President Exposer. Let me give you the main details about me, President Exposer, in this podcast. Let me not waste your time, so let's go on. I am President Exposer, a new coming podcaster and a man who is deeply interested in politics. Even though I'm only an 8th grader, I will show how much I know about the presidents, my opinions on them, and their choices. Then we will, then we will decide if those choices made them a good president. Now let's start this episode. The first thing we'll be talking about today is Trump's withdrawal from the INF Treaty, the Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty. Right into it. Less than one year after President Donald Trump informally announced that the United States would withdraw from the 1987 Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty, the State Department announced on August 2nd that the move was officially complete. The treaty's death leaves just the 2010 New Strategic Arms Reduction Treaty in place to limit U.S. and Russian nuclear weapons deployments, and that pact is due to expire in February 2021. For several years, the United States has alleged that Russia was in violation of the Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty by testing and deploying a banned missile system, and Washington pinned its treaty withdrawal squarely on Russia. Russia is totally responsible for the treaty's demise, says Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, in announcing the U.S. move over the past six months. The United States provided Russia a final opportunity to correct its non-compliance, as has for many years. Russia chose to keep its non-compliant missile rather than going back into compliance with its treaty obligations. Russia and China strongly criticized the Trump administration's action and sought to blame the United States for the end of the treaty. Instead of engaging in a meaningful discussion on international security matters, the United States opted for simply undercutting many years of efforts to reduce the probability of a large-scale armed conflict, including the use of nuclear weapons. Russian President Vladimir Putin said in in August 5th statement, he added that Moscow will mirror the development of any missiles that the United States makes. Similarly, China Foreign Ministry spokesperson Hua Chunying said on August 2nd that withdrawing from the INF Treaty is another negative move of the U.S. that ignores its international commitment and pursues illiterism. Its real intention is to make the treaty no longer binding on itself so that it can unliterary seek military and strategic edge. Ford's Pot and ATO supported the U.S. decision, saying in a statement that a situation whereby the United States fully abides by the treaty and Russia does not, is not sustainable. German Foreign Minister Heiko Maas, however, lamented the end of the treaty, saying a piece of Europe's security has been lost. Signed in 1987, the INF Treaty led to the elimination of 2,692 U.S. and Soviet nuclear and conventional ground-launched ballistic and cruise missiles with ranges between 500 and 5,500 kilometers. Since 2014, the United States has accused Russia of violating the treaty by testing, possessing, and fielding an illegal ground-launched cruise missile. G L C M.
known as the 9M729. Next up, the oil treaties President Trump made with Saudi Arabia, cancelled by Biden. First off, President Trump made a treaty with Saudi Arabia for oil, but when President, came, uh, President Biden came in office, he cancelled every ties he had, uh, Trump had for any countries. One of them was this oil, this, uh, this oil treaty. So, after realizing his mistake, President Biden was planning a politically risky trip to Saudi Arabia this summer. His top aides thought they had struck a secret deal to boost oil production through the end of the year, an arrangement that could have helped it justify breaking a campaign pledge to shun the kingdom and its crown prince. It didn't work out that way. Mr. Biden went through with, with the trip, but earlier this month, Saudi Arabia and Russia steered a group of oil-producing countries in voting to slash oil production by 2 million barrels per day. The opposite of the outcome, the administration thought it had secured as the Democratic Party struggles to deal with inflation and high gas prices heading into the November elections. The move led angry Biden administration officials to reassess America's relationship with the kingdom and produced a flurry of accusatory statements between the two governors, including a charge by the White House that Saudi Arabia was helping Russia in its war in Ukraine. Lawmakers who had been told about the trip's benefits in classified briefings and other conversations that include the details of the oil deal, which has not been previously disclosed and supposed to lead to a surge in production between the September and December have been left fuming that Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman duped the administration. That's all for today. I, hope, I thank you guys a lot for listening to this podcast, and I hope you stay tuned for the future. Time for a quick recap. Today we talked about the most important treaties Trump made. Biden abolished, and how wrong it was for Biden to cancel them, and how it showed what kind of person Biden was compared to his claims in his election speech. But it was different for the first one about the INF treaty. We just talked about Trump on that one. Biden had nothing to do with it. Anyways, based on this, tell me what you guys think the better president was, Trump or Biden. That's all. Stay tuned for more.